Chapter 6, Introduction to Metabolism. As you listen to this, try to take a look at the illustrations in your book and follow along with them as I go through a couple of key concepts. Enzymes are biological catalysts, that is, they're agents that speed up the rate of a reaction, but are unchanged and unused up by the reaction. Chemical reactions rearrange atoms by breaking and forming chemical bonds. Energy must be absorbed to break bonds and is released when bonds are formed. Activation energy is the energy that must be absorbed by the reactants to reach an unstable transition state where the bonds are more fragile and more likely to break. The activation energy barrier is essential to life because it prevents the energy-rich macromolecules of the cell from decomposing spontaneously. For example, glucose molecules, if broken down um, all at one time in your body, would burst into flame. If you've ever seen the gummy bear experiment in chemistry, you'll know what I'm talking about. Now, heat is a possible source of activation energy in reactions, but it would be harmful to cells, and it would also speed up metabolic reactions indiscriminately. Enzymes, however, are able to lower activation energy uh, for specific reactions in the cell so that metabolism can proceed at cellular temperatures. Now keep in mind, enzymes do not change the delta G for a reaction. That is, there's no difference in the change of free energy from beginning to the end of the reaction. The enzymes just speed up that reaction and make it happen at cellular temperatures. Enzymes are proteins with characteristic three-dimensional shapes. The specificity of an enzyme for a particular substrate is determined by this shape. The substrate is temporarily bound to its enzyme at the active site, which is a pocket or a groove on the surface of the enzyme that has a shape complementary to the substrate. When the substrate molecule enters the active site, the enzyme changes shape slightly, creating what is called an induced fit that en enhances the ability of the enzyme to catalyze a chemical reaction. As you look at an enzyme, you'll notice that the substrate is often held at the active site by hydrogen or ionic bonds, creating an enzyme-substrate complex. The side chains, or R-groups, of some of the surrounding amino acids in the active site facilitate the conversion of substrate to product. The product then leaves the active site, and the enzyme can bind with another substrate molecule. The enzymes can catalyze reactions involving the joining of two reactants by binding the substrates closely together and properly oriented. An induced fit can stretch or bend critical bonds in the substrate molecules and can make them easier to break. Much like when you stretch a rope, it's much easier to cut it than if the rope is limp. An active site may provide a microenvironment, such as a lower pH, for example, that's necessary for a particular reaction. Enzymes may also actually participate in a reaction by forming brief covalent bonds with the substrate. The rate of reaction will increase with increasing substrate concentration up to the point at which all of the enzyme molecules are saturated with the substrate molecules and working at full speed. The effects of temperature and pH. The velocity of an enzyme-catalyzed reaction may increase with rising temperature up to the point at which the increased thermal agitation begins to disrupt the hydrogen and ionic bonds and other interactions that stabilize protein conformation. A change in pH may denature an enzyme by disrupting the hydrogen bonding of the molecule. 
Each enzyme has a temperature and pH optimum at which it is most active. You can see this in your own body with enzymes. For example, most enzymes work at a relatively neutral pH in your body, whereas the enzymes uh, in your stomach, like pepsin, tend to work at a very low pH because of the acidity of the stomach acid. To talk about cofactors, here's my roommate. Cofactors are small molecules that bind either permanently or reversibly with enzymes and are necessary for enzyme catalytic function. They may be inorganic, such as various metal atoms, or organic molecules called coenzymes. Most vitamins are coenzymes or precursors of coenzymes. Yay! To talk to you about enzyme inhibition, here's a woman who walks my dog. Enzyme inhibitors selectively disrupt the action of enzymes, either reversibly by binding with the enzyme with weak bonds or irreversibly by attaching with covalent bonds. Competitive inhibitors compete, compete with the substrate for the active site of the enzyme. Increasing the concentration of substrate molecules may overcome this type of inhibition. Non-competitive inhibitors bind to a part of the enzyme separate from the active site and change the conformation of the enzyme, thus impeding enzyme action. I got a friend from college to come in to talk to you about allosteric regulation. Here she is. Molecules that inhibit or activate enzyme activity may bind to an allosteric site, a receptor site separate from the active site. Complex enzymes made of two or more polypeptide chains, each with its own active site, may have allosteric sites located where subunits join. The entire unit may oscillate between two conformational states, and the binding of an activator or inhibitor stabilizes the cata catalytically active or inactive conformation. Allosteric enzymes may be critical regulators of metabolic pathways. Here's a lady from my church to talk about feedback inhibition. Metabolic pathways are commonly regulated by feedback inhibition, in which the product of a pathway acts as an allosteric inhibitor of an enzyme early in the pathway. And finally, here's my wife to talk to you about cooperativity. Through a phenomenon called cooperativity, the induced fit binding of a substrate molecule to one polypeptide subunit can change the conformation such that the active sites of all the subunits are more active.